You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. And here we are again in the nerd cave, smoking a, a fine cigar and talking about uh, uh, a blast from the I mean, we've talked about, it's like all our old heroes are making comebacks. We've talked about uh, the latest Rambo a few weeks ago, and this week we're going to talk about something a little darker. Terminator Dark Fate, the return of Arnold to the T-800, and also the return of, uh, was it James Cameron, you know, the yep, original writer. The production, yeah. Yeah, he's not uh, directing this time, but at least he wrote this, uh, and directed by, you know, Deadpool director Tim Miller. But while we're doing that, we're going to smoke a little cigar called the Hoyo La Amistad Dark Sumatra. Yeah, so uh, tell the fine folks at home because um, y- your co-host here was a bit of a slacker and did not make it. Uh... <laughs> did not realize the cigar shop was our, you know, well, he was not in our local area because, yeah, this movie was not playing in our local area, and apparently, uh, Gainesville cigar shops close on Sunday, and so <laughs> imagine that, huh? I'm, I'm smoking solo this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got your vape over there, so at least you're producing uh, some guess, kind of you know. cloud. Uh, it smells oh, a little fruitier uh, than mine, but <laughs> I, I got clouds for days. Let me go yes, get some uh, of that wife's chili. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll make some clouds. All right. Uh, yeah, and this is another uh, collaboration between Hoyo de Monterey and AJ Fernandez. Uh, we've smoked the. I mean, there's been several renditions of the Hoyo Lamastad, the white, the silver, the black. I believe the black was the last one we reviewed, but this. Uh, Dark Sumatra is it features an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Connecticut broadleaf binder, and Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican fillers. Uh, and there has been a you know Dark Sumatra from Hoyo previously, but they with this one they kind of turned over their original blend to AJ and said do what you do, which the blend itself kind of stayed the same, but he kind of added some of his uh, fermentation and aging techniques and created a cigar that even though the ingredients are st- as same as the original, the flavor is so much different than the previous renditions of this cigar. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely, you know, just hearing you, you know, describe AJ's influence on that, you know, I mean, I mean, AJ just uh, puts a little spice on things. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> and, I'm going to take something good. I'm going to make it better. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> and, and I'm kind of envious because, you know, I've smoked the other Hoyos that you're, you know, referring to because, you know, we pretty well smoked pretty much everything. Um, but that's, you know, Hoyo kind of has that same thing that Kristoff um, has. That even though they advertise big, bold, you know, strength, oftentimes it's like your boldliest is, you know, not really even on my bold scale. <laughs> like, yeah. Whereas, so- like, you know... And I, I've spoken some of those older Hoyo when it, when the label still said Hoyo de Monterey before they kind of tried to modernize it a little. And now they just say Hoyo on them. Since eight, they've started like you know having AJ kind of tweak their blends, they've definitely gotten a little more 
strength and, and you know power to them you know from the previous versions and this one kind of has a it's call it a medium bodied but it's got like rich creamy and a lot of flavor even though it may be not as say powerful as something straight from an aj uh factory but it's definitely a step up from previous hoyo products and that's the thing is it's not always about you know just hey i need a cigar strong enough to you know blacken my lungs but you know i I do like a cigar that, you know, has a bit of a kick and a good flavor profile and something that's going to take, you know, an hour and a half to two hours, you know, to be diversified enough to have an enjoyable experience and not just like some of the, you know, other, I guess, less complex blends. It's like, oh, it's the same cigar start to finish and I can find myself kind of like, I don't want a six, you know, by 60 on this one. This would be good at a, you know, 54 and, you know, an hour smoke. Yeah, and this one right here, uh, the, I mean, it comes in three sizes. I picked up the the biggest of the bunch, which is like a six and a half by, say, 52. More of a, you know, kind of a small Churchill uh, size, which, it, uh, which this doesn't really have a, I mean, they have like a five and a 54, but, you know, he's kind of, you know, they stayed away from the, the big boy 660s on these, but like I, said, I don't mind a something that doesn't have a lot of strength as long as it's full bodied and has a lot of like complex flavor to it. And this, like I said, it's got some some good flavor to it. Uh, it's yeah, we'll see what you say an hour and a half from now. So let's go <laughs> back to the future and uh, wait a our, second, <laughs> the past, or however that you know, time travel movies make me like make my head hurt. <laughs> wait, there's time travel. Yeah, well, it's not nearly as confusing as Terminator Genesis, but we'll we'll get to that in the main topic. <laughs> but we'll be right back with some dark fate. My name is Sarah Connor, and I hunt Terminators. Enough of a resume for you. Sarah Connor, the day has come. I'm going to help you change the future. So you're Carl. That's what everyone calls me. I'm never gonna call you Carl. It's the most lethal Terminator ever created. Expect a big pain, brother. Whole body's a weapon. Sorry. That thing will keep coming. We don't win this one. It's all over. I'll be back. And he was. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. It's like watching a video game because every time it, you know, the bad guy would appear, you'd get that, you know, subtle. (laughs) Like, oh, hell, it's a boss battle. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are talking about 2019's Terminator Dark Fate, directed by Tim Miller and written story by James Cameron uh, with a couple co-writers, but uh, that's not important. (laughs) What is important is he's gone back to kind of like his original, I guess, story idea where, you know, James Cameron was responsible for probably the greatest duology of movies, you know, the original 1984 Terminator and Terminator 2 Judgment Day. 
And, but, you know, when you talk about sequels and stuff, like these are two films that, you know, people talk about Terminator and Terminator 2 in the same likeness. It's not like... Yeah, it's almost like one movie to be more. Yes. Because, like, I mean, there was several, several, uh, kind of like a... The way they did the the latest Halloween movie, where when the original crew kind of came back, they're like, "All right, all these sequels that we didn't write, we're gonna say doesn't exist. We're gonna just retcon that shit and just start writing from the point of the last movie I wrote. This is a direct sequel to that." So, Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines, Terminator Salvation, Terminator Genesis, which was the weirdest version of Terminator, uh, they've kind of wiped all that clean and just started as this is a direct sequel to Terminator 2. And it was a lot less convoluted. Yeah, because that Genesis storyline where they like, we're going to go back in time and then redo the first two movies and then just totally jack up the timeline and (laughs) confuse the fuck out of people. And and now John Connor is is Skynet. (laughs) I mean, pretty much thought they'd killed the, uh, the franchise there at that point, which I thought, you know, I mean, Rise of the Machines wasn't the greatest Terminator movie, but it was inoffensive. I, well, I mean, I'll <laughs> it say wasn't that bad. If you know, if I'm somewhere and it's on, you know, like if if I don't really have any other options, then I don't mind watching it. But you yeah. know, it's you know definitely like you said. You know, if I'm gonna go back and watch something, though, it's definitely gonna be you know original and Terminator Two. Yeah, and you know, because I need your you know your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> Need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Ah! <laughs> Get to the chopper. <laughs> oh, I always love doing an Arnold episode, so I can do my really bad Arnold impression. <laughs> and the the I always like it because we can play that. Um, what was it? Austrian Death Machine or something <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like the. Uh... Uh, and Salvation wasn't bad. I mean, I I kind of like that one, and I kind of wish instead of this bullshit Terminator Genesis that they had done a sequel to Salvation and showed us more of the actual battles you know, and you know more of the of the machines where you know this one and so far it is bombed in the theaters i mean it made uh like almost no money at this point uh like i said see i think you budget know... was like 196 it's only made 233 million so far but Having watched it, and we'll get into like you know more minute details. So you know, uh, spoiler alert from here on in. I don't know why it's gotten such a bad rap. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily that it's a bad movie. More so than I just think there were other films that drew people in. You know, because if you're, you know, coming from where we left off with Genesis, and you know, like not everybody follows movie trailers and stuff. They're probably like, I don't want to see another shit show and just be confused, so I can yeah. go see Charlie's Angels. I can go see, you know, <laughs> something any of these other films. That, and the trailers, know. while we complain that some trailers give away your entire plot of the movie, this one didn't give us a whole lot other than a couple uh, yeah, action sequences. I think they did a good job of mixing, you know, things up and, you know, use some good misdirection in the trailers because... You they know, They may the have, they they may have trailers, too teasery with the trailers. Like, I mean... I thought the whole Limited Hamilton showing up on the bridge from the trailer was, like, badass. That sold me on the film right there. But for someone who's coming off of Genesis, it's like, eh, I don't know. I mean, it really didn't give away much of the, the storyline. No, I mean... There, I there wasn't a whole lot of Arnold in the in the <laughs> trailers. 
but it was like I think it got like an undeserved like maybe it was just badly marketed or like you said it's coming off a bad taste of Genesis where kind of like when we talked about I don't think you know Solo is a bad movie but the fact that it came out right after Last Jedi that everyone hated it kind of had that hangover effect on on that and you know I mean, which nowadays, you know, everybody wants to be a critic anyway. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, we were kind of talking off air about the film and just, you know, how folks love to just politicize and demonize. And it's like, what the, the, the hell? Like, you can't just watch a movie for the sake of watching a movie and form a legitimate opinion and say, hey, that was good without it being like, oh, there was too much girl power. I definitely did not feel like this film shoved anything PC or girl power or anything else down my and face. That's, that's what I heard from a lot of people that hadn't seen the movie that was like, oh, you went to see Terminator. I heard there's like a whole bunch of like political stuff about immigration and a whole bunch of like, you know, girl power stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what like angry internet troll Reddit thread you got that from. But I mean, it, <laughs> probably Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the immigration stuff was kind of. I mean, it the, fit the story yeah, the, and the way they tied it in. Like and, uh, they didn't make it political at all. It was it just didn't a, look super egregious, uh, you know. And like I said, the and people were like, "Oh, there's too much girl part." Did have you seen Terminator Two? I mean, Terminator One, Sarah Connor was the typical uh, damsel, damsel in distress, yeah. and then T Two, she's this like badass warrior lady. I mean, she's like straight up like you know. Could be hanging on uh, Themyscira with the Amazonians. I mean, she's but you like, know what? I, it, went you know, full bad bitch. I guess and in I, this one, she's even more of a badass because she just doesn't give a fuck anymore. I'm sure there's probably you know people out there, but you know, I mean, a, as a male, you know, I can't really, you know, speak from a a feminist perspective or anything. But like, I would think as a you know somebody that's worried about, you know, girl power or, you know, the lack of girl power, whatever the fuck your, you know, your vice is like, they do a really good job of making these two very strong characters badass. And like, how do you hate on that? Like, this should be like how, you know, any major female led role should be, you know, like I don't get irked until the point to where there's a female character on screen and then we have a No Doubt song, I'm Just a Girl. Obviously, I can see you're a girl. Like, it makes no difference. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I just don't understand, you know, why people just want to fucking, you know, tear apart and politicize every fucking thing. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just uh, kind of annoys me. Yeah. This... It's like, I don't care what side of the spectrum on. Like... <laughs> There's yeah. there's no politician that is interested in your, you know, own little world or what makes things important to you. Never, ever. Like, yeah, and like so we've had the return of we, you know, who can I do a rant segment? Sure. I mean, we I've not done any science uh, this time around, so I mean, we could do a, <laughs> a rant later on <laughs> just to fill time. So yeah, I mean, this not only do we have the return of James Cameron, but the return of Linda Hamilton. She's not been in any of the, you know, sequel Terminators. Arnold always shows up because he's like, I'll do anything. Give me money. Uh-huh. <laughs> but our new our new crew this time around, we got Mackenzie Davis as Grace, uh, Natalia Reyes as Danny Ramos, and any Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.s fans, uh, if you remember the Ghost Rider run on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Gabrielle Luna as the Rev Nine, uh, uh, the the new generation of of Terminator, which you know, 
story, if you remember T2, uh, uh, supposedly they stopped Judgment Day by killing, blowing up uh, uh, Cyberdyne, melting down Arnold and the T-1000 and everything that kind of create caused the creation of Skynet. So, but as we find out, it, they didn't, they kind of delayed, uh, Skynet. So well, it's, it's like you stop one bad thing, but you know, us as humans, we're kind of fecal. We're kind of dumb. We want to, you know, meddle in things that we probably shouldn't meddle in. So we create our own demise anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah. So like when, when Linda Hamilton shows up and meets Grace, who's the, uh, a, mechanically enhanced soldier from 2042 and tells her like, you know, Hey, we stopped judgment day. We stopped Skynet. My son, John was supposed to be the leader of the resistance. And she's like, in my world, I've never heard of Skynet or John Connor, but a different AI pretty much took the same role as Skynet. So instead of, what do they end up calling Raytheon or something? uh, No, it was uh, uh, Legion. Legion. That's it. I don't so know yeah, where I got Raytheon from. <laughs> well, the uh, the new Terminator is called the Rev Nine. So I mean, that's I don't know. <laughs> and Raytheon isn't that like a computer chip? Isn't that like a gaming? <laughs> chip? Could be. <laughs> I, I feel like I've I've heard that before myself. But yeah, so yeah, we yeah while while we did not invent Skynet thanks to uh, Sarah Connor, so the nineteen ninety seven Judgment Day that was supposed to happen never happened. But you know. 20 years later, like, you know, around, I think he said like 2022 or something like that, a AI that had been created to fight cyber terrorism, uh, went rogue and started its own <laughs> war with the humans. So pretty much, you know, us dumbasses, like we, we didn't build Skynet, but, uh, yeah, a couple of years later we, we built something worse. <laughs> I mean, Hey, <laughs> sounds completely plausible at this point. And of course, the worst Skynet, the, 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 you know, while building of Skynet, aka Legion, was inevitable, Le- <clears throat> Legion also picks up some of Skynet's old uh, habits. Is like, hey, I should, I've invented time travel. I should send somebody back in time to kill my, uh, my greatest rival, which is a uh, young Hispanic girl who, and that, that was the kind of the plot twist on this one is because, and you've seen it in the trailers where, you know, Grace asks Sarah Connor when she shows up to, to, you know, fuck up some Terminators. Like, why are you here? She's like, why is, why is this girl's safety a concern to you? I mean, it's my mission, but why the fuck are you here? And she's like, because I am her. I was her. And it sucks. Cause she's like, let me get, let me guess it. You know, her son's going to grow up to be the, like the leader of the resistance or something. She's just another womb for the, the future savior of America. But this time they flipped it where she's not, as we find out later on in the movie, she's not the Sarah Connor. She's actually the John Connor. Like she's the one who's going to grow up and be the, the savior of humanity leader. in the, yeah. Which was kind of a, you know, a, a cool way to not pull a star Wars and just remake the original movie again and call it a sequel. <laughs> they, they actually, you know, kind of, you know, flip the story a little bit. And, and that was something cool too, as you see her, uh, progression as a character where she starts off very much the damsel in distress well, as I mean, you go Sarah from, Connor was to begin you know, with. Losing your dad, your brother, all of your family, some person you've never met just shows up and says, hey, I'm supposed to protect you and like come with me if you want to. You know, <laughs> like you, you pretty much lose everything and you know, essentially, you know, your, your life as you knew it only to, you know, like 
damn, nobody's got any answers or anything else for me. Like, but yeah, but she, I mean, by the end of it, she was like, you know, a legit she badass into, and was like know, standing up to the <laughs> the machine like, itself. And I think it was great too because, like, you know, they don't make her. You know, a a badass combatant, you know, her ability is to bring people together, to motivate them, to, you know, make them understand, like, why you're in this role and doing what you're doing, and, you know, very much a a support and a commander and a leader, like... Yeah, she's not just a a warrior, she's a a leader, and, you know, when you first see her, you don't, you don't get that, you very much can believe the, you know, same thing, Sarah kind of mistake, in that she's just... Someone who's going to raise raise the future warrior. You know, there, there but was, by the end of it, you you all right. I can see this girl growing up to be the future general. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I guess you know, like going back, you know, seeing the film start to finish, like early on in the factory scene, you know, when her brother's replaced by the robot and the boss is going to terminate him, and she tries to go in her his place, and he's like, "No, he's he's not you. He doesn't possess you know." Your qualities, and she's like, so what? I just tell, you know, all these thousands of people that, hey, you know, your job's only temporary. You're about to be replaced by machines. Like, you know, like everybody's <laughs> it's going, like, yeah, pretty much. That's um, what's going to happen. You know, so, I mean, you know, from right then, like, there should have been, you know, that, that little click that says, oh, yeah, you know, she's <laughs> she's a leader. Like, you know. And that, that is kind of a cool parallel, too, where, you know, you see the future where machines have taken over and is trying to wipe out humanity whereas the previous films have kind of shown that in the military industrial complex, it's kind of cool that they kind of tie that into the automotive and manufacturing industry where it's like, that's well, like yeah, legit I happening. Mean, and there's huge factories now that have very little employees because robots have taken those jobs. And guess where they got their funding <laughs> to stay in business and to continue doing those things. The government guy. loans. <laughs> Skynet so, confirmed. So it's like, it's like, you know, the rise of the machines from a, economic level versus a military level, which is kind of a, a a different way to kind of warn about the influence and of robots. And now we all got AI in our, our houses, constantly listening, spying. They <laughs> yeah. know our locations, our habits, our, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, so, you know, everyone has invented, invited, you know, future Skynet, and, um, aka Alexa, just, into their homes. Just FYI for any people out there that may be thinking about, um, you know, doing a little prepping or, you know, staying off the grid. Apparently, the the foil inside your potato chip bag is not a um, Faraday cage. <laughs> well, apparently, <laughs> apparently is, but <laughs> I like that friggin' because uh, we'll, you know, we'll we'll start at the beginning. We'll jump to the Arnold section la- later on. But <laughs> when you meet when you meet Sarah Connor, she's like full on like crazy prepper chick now, and she's like, I keep my she's like cell phones can track you, so that's why I keep mine in a potato bag. And then later on, they meet Arnold, and Arnold's like, you know, talk, and uh, she's like, you've been tracking me? And he's like, well, if you're going to keep your phone your phone in a potato chip bag, leave it in the potato chip bag. <laughs> I was like, that's funny. <laughs> and, uh, like, and I kind of love the, you know, Grace is this future soldier, but, you know, there's kind of limitations to her enhancement where it's like she has to be on constant medication to keep the her mechanical parts running. She's like, basically she's like, I was designed to fight hard for a short amount of time. Like if you can't take down a Terminator in five minutes, you're pretty much fucked. So it's like, <laughs> she's constantly like having these badass moments and then like falling apart afterward, 
where Sarah Connor's like human and just fucking shit up. <laughs> but I mean, on a on a limited scale, like I, you know, I guess that's one of the things that you know I liked about this film is you know it really showed the you know persistence and resilience. You know, I I, I like how you know the I I don't know like I I. I I think one thing that was missed was like, you know, if you have the ability to physically interact with something and turn into that thing, like, I think I would choose more than just a few humans, you know, <laughs> I'd be, you know, like all kinds of fucking animals and everything else. Like, you know, just like completely like, oh, you know, you'll, you'll never know my true form, you know, completely try to use that, you know, yeah. shape-shifting ability a little bit more to my advantage. That's kind of the one I, I like the new Rev-9 Terminators because it's kind of a combination of the the uh t800 and the t1000 it it has the liquid metal skin that uh the, the t1000 had but it has like a hard uh terminator skeleton inside and it, they can in emergency situations they can split apart and like you know engage in multi- multiple multiple like uh, opponents you know it was it was kind of cool cuz i mean it was very much you know very venomous, you know, yeah. where it's like almost like a, a symbiotic, you know, type relationship. I mean, you know? the the T one thousand could like turn into like the floor and and turn into like objects nearly because it didn't have that hard internals, but so it had that kind of limitation. But then it was also like you you know jam a spike through him and pin him to a wall, and then his skin just comes off and like pulls the spikes out or just fights completely independently. I'm like, if you're gonna you know do something new, I was like that's kind of a, a cool way to do it, which the girl Terminator from, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, the rise of the machines kind of had something a little similar, but, but yeah, I think the, the, this version of it was much cooler. And like the black skeleton too, just looked badass. I don't know. I always have a problem though. Like when they lose their form and you just see them in the robotic, it's like, it looks so skinny and frail and it's like, I say the technology is definitely caught up because I remember, you know. Oh yeah, you go orig- back and watch the original. <laughs> original Terminator when when Arnold gets all his skin blown off and he's just the uh, the Terminator machine and it's like very much like you know that stop motion animation where now it's like oh that thing can like move and like you know freaking run almost like an animal and shit. It's like there's a lot. It's a lot more like maneuverable than the previous <laughs> versions. Ah, uh, with the improvements of you know graphics and technology we have also improved the our you know foes ability to be better foes <laughs> and i gotta say the uh like if we would have just left them like crappy graphics and everything they'd be like oh we we'd never have the idea to be able to move and do all these cool things uh and like i say there's like the, our robot overlords are watching this and like <laughs> taking notes and being like ha ha and i gotta say for a hero's en- uh entry Lyndall Hamilton's like first appearance on screen is probably one of the most badass intros in like movies where Grace happens to finally make contact with with Danny and her brother and getting pursued by the the Rev 9 straight from the the factory the car getting like run over and blown up where they're just kind of you know trapped on this bridge about to die cuz the the liquid and the the machine are, are slowly stalking them and then all of a sudden this truck comes out of nowhere, runs over the, the one Terminator, and this freaking Linda Hamilton gets out, See, freaking plate carrier on, and like the 50-round drum shotgun, and just starts 
blasting the the liquid until he falls off the bridge and then pulls out a freaking law rocket and like blows the fuck out of the, the skeleton and then just completely like non like the, this is her everyday life just walks up throws a freaking brick of c4 over the over the railing it's like i'll be back <laughs> and just walks off to make sure she put it down and that's like that's a bad bitch <laughs> and what do they do they steal her fucking car They're i mean what, i don't understand ungrateful assholes. like yeah i mean you know <laughs> come on like Fucking, fucking people need to stop stealing cars, man. Like, yeah. and she like you know faints because she's kind of like run out of energy. And like she just shows up later. She's like, I saved y'all's asses and y'all stole my car. What the fuck? I still need to get in the car. Like I still need questions answered. <laughs> but like I so said, we get her backstory where it's like they did stop Judgment Day and they kind of let their guard down and they were living in Guatemala because she's a you know. America's most wanted because she blew up, you know, they think she's some terrorist because she blew up uh, Cyberdyne. And turns out Skynet sent back multiple Terminators to different time periods. And, you know, they thought they had wiped them all out. But these things were kind of already sent out before that future never happened. So the Terminator was like already here waiting. So there was like one last Arnold who finally caught up to him in Guatemala and, you know, executed John. But I gotta say, as someone who. A, a fan of firearms and firearms training when the Arnold shows up in Guatemala and shoots John. Like, I mean, she does like a pretty sweet, like she's like a Penix carrying and like just a, I mean, clears her garment and engages and like, I'm like, you've had some training. I mean, they, they definitely worked with her cause her weapons handling was like on point. I was, I was kind of like, good job. Didn't do a whole lot of good. Cause you know, he got fucking shot in the chest with a, with a Cerebus shorty. <laughs> which does nasty things at close range. Yeah. But still, that's... it was like, I was like, I was impressed. <laughs> can't, can't win everything. <laughs> and then she tells her backstory of like, you know, yeah, John was killed and I had nothing to live for, but then I started getting these text, these mystery text messages that I can't trace. Don't know where they're coming for, but they just have a location, a time, GPS coordinates, and says for John. So I've been... For the last 20 years, traveling around, anytime something shows up from the future, I'm there waiting on it and kill it. That's what I do. I hunt Terminators now. Oh, <laughs> uh, and... She's truly Terminex. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, and I like... She, she's like... I would like the dynamic between Grace and Sarah. It's kind of like the back and forth where, you know, she's like, you know, I'm this soldier from the future and I'm on a mission and she's like, yeah, kid, I'm I'm, I'm familiar. <laughs> just they're kind of like bickering back and forth. It's just <clears throat> it's just kind of amusing how they they interact with each other. And she's like, like especially like when she threatens you, she's like, you know, if you do anything to threaten my mission, I will fuck you up. And she's like, sure. <laughs> and just like completely non like threatened by this well, I mean, super lady. At, at the same time, like if you've been hunting terminators and successfully putting terminators down like <laughs> yeah you know yeah i get it you, you, you like i'm not impressed by you lady <laughs> unless grace gets a hold of a chain you know hook and and chain hook uh, hell no like oh that beat down with the sledgehammer in the automotive factory i was like hell yeah <laughs> i mean it didn't keep him down for long but i was like that that's some some impressive and whatever uh, they um you know at one point, they're using uh, the hood of a car as a shield. Whatever that car hood is, <laughs> that's what all car hoods need to be made yeah. of. Yeah, and like, they started making car parts out of AR-500 armor because, 
Yeah, I've shot at cars and stuff and like training stuff. Bullets go straight through cars. Unless you're hiding behind, behind the engine block, there ain't a whole lot of car doors going to do for you. That thing will go in one side and out the other. Unless like, they're firing a- at you with a twenty two. I mean, <laughs> a car is not going to offer you very much protection. Like, I, I guess police cars, they probably put some armor plating or something in the doors. Oh, hell no. That shit's just the same. So, <laughs> like, it makes no sense. Like, I'm just like, everybody always takes cover behind the door. And it's like, oh, if there's no armor plating or anything, like... No. That's, that's bad tactics. Like, trust me, if you get in some kind of gunfight, your car is concealment, not cover. Go get to some good cover. <laughs> Do not ha- you stand behind your car, because... Yeah, you know, like I said, if if that's all you got, then that's all you got. But yeah, that's you should be looking for your next uh, location to move to because that's not going to stop a whole lot. What if my car is my kill box? <laughs> you're in the kill box. <laughs> Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Unless you're just going to run somebody over. That's the only way a car is going to help you in a gunfight. See, that was my only motherfucker over. That's my only concern. Like, I I kind of wish Mythbusters was still around. Just for the sheer fact that I could see them, you know, like, oh, we need to get a big-ass plow truck and stack up a bunch of junk cars and see if, you know, <laughs> we can recreate this in real life. Because I'm like, eh, I don't think it's going to happen that way. There's a few YouTube channels where I've seen where they've done, like, kind of like gun, taking gun stuff from movies and video games to see how they actually, actually that's, that's why I kind of seen that, like, cars aren't bulletproof. Because I've seen Demolition Ranch has done a bunch of videos showing how easy it is to shoot through a vehicle. And I even seen one where, um, what was it? They were. Uh, That's why you build a big block. That way you got um, a bigger thing to hide in. The uh, Full Mag YouTube channel. They they've recreated a bunch of like scenes from movies. I saw one recently where they just did the uh, the little uh, exploding RC cars from uh, Call of Duty. <laughs> See how effective those things are. <laughs> it was pretty cool. They even built uh, Rambo's exploding arrows in one episode. Hmm. Pretty interesting. Kind of like the guy that takes like. Nerf guns and actually makes them lethal. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got a lot of Nerf guns around here, <laughs> and in a pinch we can. <laughs> uh, I mean, what? Uh, like, you know, somebody pulls a knife on you or something. It's like, oh, cute, you brought your toy to play with, and it's like, <laughs> oh hell, I done pierced this dude like you know seven times with my fucking little Nerf gun. Like, <laughs> never oh. judge a book by its cover. And I gotta say, the new upgraded version of, you know, T-1000 and Arnold's, like, original Terminator were very bad at blending in, where, like, their human interaction stuff, like, wasn't always the... There was something artificial about it. But this Rev-9 is, like, he is, like, legit upgraded. Because, I mean, the dude's cracking jokes and shit through the movie. (laughs) I'm like, you've done a good job of programming this guy to blend in. Because, like, especially when he goes to, like, uh... At one point, they're trying to... They find out that, you know, Sarah tells Grace about the text messages, and she pulls apart her phone, because she's like, they're they're unencrypted. I can't tell where they're coming from. And starts hacking her phone. She's like, what are you doing? She's like, shut up, old lady. I'm doing future shit. Well, that's kind of what killed me. It's like, literally, she just, like, pops the, the back cover blade off, and it's like, what? I'm... Pretty sure that's not how any of this works. Like, <laughs> yeah, but somehow she like hacks into it by touching it, and she's like, "They're coming from an address in Laredo, Texas." And she's like, "All right, this is weird because before I left on this mission, my you know commander had me tattoo this like GPS location on my stomach. I can't remember shit. That also is for for Laredo, Texas. And said if my mission ever goes bad, I should go here, and this is the same location your texts are coming from. So they have to because this they started off in Mexico. They have to cross the border." So the T1, the Rev-9, uh, 
figures out this is what's going to happen. So he goes and infiltrates the border patrol and first tries to take him out with a drone and then just kind of gives their location to the border agents and, and says that they're terrorists and shit. So, you know, they get you know captured, but when he goes into the, uh, the, you know, immigration holding area to try to, uh, uh, to reacquire them when he, he goes in, they're like, you know, you got to leave your weapons. And he's like, I'm here to pick up the new prisoners. And he's like, he's like, all right, you gotta leave your weapons. And he goes to walk through a metal detector and he's like, He's like, you know, get ready for a big uh, ping. You know, my whole body's a weapon. <laughs> they're like, yeah, whatever, but Romeo. <laughs> I mean, dude's like cracking joke. And he walks off and he like sets it off. He's like, I got a middle hip. Three tours in Afghanistan. They're like, oh, okay. Thank you for your service. Come on in. <laughs> Not even a pat down. But which didn't need it because like I said, he is is the, the freaking weapon. Yeah. But yeah, that whole joke about my whole body's a weapon. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, whatever, hot shot. <laughs> Kind of true, though. At least he was honest. Yep. I mean, that's important. I don't know. At some point, like, we always talk about, so was a bad guy likable to you in the film? Hmm. Didn't have much dialogue or anything, so it's kind of... He didn't have a whole lot of personality, but he was kind of (laughs) cool. Like, visually, I'm like, oh, this is cool, you know, but otherwise, I'm just like, eh, I can go either way with this. Like... If he lives, we get a continuation. Cool. If he dies, eh. Oh, well. I mean, how many times has Arnold been killed and they just bring him back in every movie? Because he's just like, this is Model 2, this is Model 3. <laughs> this convenience of them all looking alike is this just like, you know, we can, uh... This, is that that like story we read, a uh, science story we read a couple weeks about the, the company trying to uh, license your face for some kind of, like, AI thing? <laughs> Gabriel was the guy that signed up for that, uh... <laughs> that mystery offer. So it's like, yeah, you know, because I mean, he can kind of could become anybody. Like, how do they decide like what his default face is? Are all the Rev Nines look like Gabriel until they turn into somebody else? <laughs> yeah, I mean that was the thing. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it was always weird that he defaulted back to that for me because it's like you know if you can physically interact with anything and become that thing, then. Why would you not? And they would never see you coming because you're just another Joe Blow on the street. Yeah. But I guess, you know, movie magic and all, like, I, I guess, you know, it's like... <laughs> they didn't want to hire a whole bunch of actors. It's like, <laughs> we, need, we need Gabriel Luna to just be himself for, like, most of the movie <laughs> so we don't have to hire 15 guys to play one Terminator. But then again, like, at the same time, it's like, eh, you know, you guys are in Texas. You go and visit Rambo's compound. <laughs> <laughs> Which they they kind of did. Uh so the big reveal of old man Arnold, you know, they, they make it to Laredo. They, they find this pretty cool house out in the middle of nowhere with a van that says Carl's draperies. <laughs> That's the other thing too. Like, of all the jobs he could have. He's a, he's makes drapes. But I mean, that's the other weird thing is like. They they didn't try to mask, like, the Carl's Japeries or anything else. Like, I feel like if I'm on this, like, hey, some bad guys are after me and shit like that, like, I probably want the least amount of markings on a vehicle that I can have. <laughs> and, and you're like, it's so funny because, like... Because, I mean, it, it, it is great, you know? I mean, it's almost like, you know, the zombie land running gag with the minivan, right? I mean, but at the same time, it's just like, I, I feel like... That's identifiable, and you're you're more of a target. But yeah. I guess if you've got an Arnold with you, then who really cares? You know, yeah. like 
but it was so weird that like you know they they're like draperies and shit and they're like and, and you're like how the fuck is a terminator gonna work in like making and then you had like the one part where they're waiting to meet their military contact to hopefully get a a EMP to take down the the Rev Nine. Arnold's going to this long explanation of like the arts of draperies and stuff, and I'm like, that's just kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, you're like, how can a Terminator sell drapes? And then he's like, got this whole like, you know, he's like analyzed like draperies and shit. But that was kind of cool. But hold the on, before they... you move to the next segment, because I was kind of going to back up to it. <laughs> um, well, before you move to the you know away from the the drapery. Because there was a prime opportunity for a does the carpet match the drapes joke in there, <laughs> and they totally did not take advantage of it. Totally missed it. Damn it! Like, <laughs> but you know the, I I kind of like how they they introduced him, and then also like I they like knock on they... his door and he opens the door, and then invites him in and just makes them like Coronas and like and he's like very like domesticated. And you're like. Is this a T eight hundred or is this the guy the T eight hundreds are like based off of or something? And then you find out that that is the Terminator who who killed John in uh, Guatemala. But he's like, y'all succeeded in destroying Skynet, so I came from a future that never happened. So after I killed them, I there was no future orders, so I decided just to stay and yeah, because apparently learn like... to be more human and just kind of wait for a new purpose. And then I met this lady who had an abusive husband and a child. And I kind of adopted them and uh, you know, I raised this kid. And he's like, in my, my whole time of being here without any kind of, uh, prime directive of purpose. And just was like, I'm just going to blend in and learn as much as I can about humanity. I myself became self-aware and kind of developed a conscious, you know, cause he is a learning program and left with not getting blown up and just, you know, allowed to kind of operate It's you know, learning humanity, I guess was the, you know, eventual cycle of all that. And he's like, and as I raised this child and became to love these people as much as a robot can, I realized how much killing your son hurt you. So that's why I sent you those texts because I can kind of detect a ripple when something's coming through time. So by sending you to kill whatever is coming through time, I gave you a purpose. Cause like I had no purpose. I know how bad that felt. And especially when I, you know, had a child to care for. I realized how much I hurt you. And so I wanted to give you a purpose so you wouldn't be, you know, basically dead inside. <laughs> it's just the weird him trying to developing a conscious and then trying to make up for his Terminator deeds. And also he's been like, you know, learning about humanity for the last 30 years. He just, you know, it's so weird seeing him be as human as he was, but still, being the robot. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I mean, it, it was a, it was a cool and interesting contrast though. Like I, I like how they kind of explained, you know, like, you know, I mean, which, I mean, I, I guess it's only fitting, you know, I mean, look at grace, you know? Yeah. I mean, she was enhanced by, you know, obviously scientists and medics and stuff like that after, you know, her injuries and things, you know, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I think this film do, did a really good job of, you know, continuity and keeping things full circle. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of, like, what the fuck just happened here? Like, yeah. you know. Uh, and it was kind of like, 
you know, the, and they didn't show that in any of the trailers that he had a family. But given him, like, well, I mean, that was the thing. It's like you really other than didn't... having him just sitting there preparing for like a future that never comes. Well, I'm wondering if like you know, so or powering down somewhere and just like waiting in a warehouse for you know, <laughs> to be reactivated. He's been on an island with Luke, you know, just yeah, straight straight. Giving him like a family and showing that he's been living all this time, not just waiting, was kind of cool. But I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was definitely, definitely, you know, interesting. And I, and when the later reveal that uh, Danny is actually her future commander, the whole tattooed location makes sense because you know she they had no contact with him, but since Danny had already been helped by him one time, she knew to, you know, tell Grace to go here if you need, you know, <laughs> need this because she's already lived through this uh, piece of history. I don't know. I'm wondering if, like, you know, so when we met at Cutters the other weekend, um, you know, like, one of the things that I was listening to a YouTube channel or, you know, I caught something, and they're like, man, this film really sucks balls because, like, you know, Arnold's dead in, like, the first five minutes or something. And it's <laughs> like, how the fuck do you do a Terminator without Arnold? But, you know, then I'm thinking about the trailer, and I'm like, oh... You know, maybe, you know, but I'm like, I wonder how much bad information <laughs> spread about this yeah. film, and if that's why, you know. I mean, they killed Connor pretty quick, but, <laughs> I'm, you know, the you know, John Connor. But yeah, they're like, fucking Arnold's was, was like the whole second half of the movie. <laughs> I mean, it took a little, little while for him to show up, but then like, he's I pretty kept much waiting, there until the end. Like, you know, okay, so when, are they, when is he dead? When is he dead? When is he dead? And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know. Yeah, it's like the last five minutes, not the first five minutes. <laughs> and and I like the joke too because uh, he tells his family because they don't know he's a robot, and he you know he knows that if he goes to help them, the Rev Nine's eventually going to follow them there because that's pretty much what he would do. So he doesn't want them there to be killed. So he's like, hey, my my past that I've always you know kind of hinted at is finally caught up with me. Like I'm going to have to go with these people to you know I need y'all to leave and be safe. And he's like, I told them I won't be back. <laughs> But then I love, like, he's like, I will train you to, because we're going to have to, like, you know, we come up with a plan, we fight him on our terms, and we take him out, you know, he's like, but we're going to, he's like, I will train you, he's like, but we're going to need weapons, and he's like, I gotcha, and he has, like, the thing, if I had money and time, I would totally have, he has, like, a little... Dude, you just got to move to Texas. Yeah, he has the Burt Gummer, like, Like, I'm pretty sure, like, a shed full of weapons, just a... Is is automatically acquired as soon as you enter Texas. <laughs> yeah, you buy a house and it's like comes comes with it. But yeah, he has this whole Burt Gummer underground like uh, shed with a ton of guns. And <laughs> Danny asks him like, "Why do you need all these guns?" And he's like, "Well, I calculated even the, without a you know rogue AI Skynet, uh, there's a seventy percent chance that humanity would eventually you know devolve into uh, you know barbarianism, and I will need these guns to protect my family. Also, it's Texas." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I mean, you didn't even need like the whole like speech about future bad things happening. It's like, you just could have been like, it's Texas. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> and we would have been like, I get it. Yeah, no, I mean, that's completely understandable, right? I mean, I mean his you... neighbor's probably a uh, demo mat, you know? <laughs> he shows up there on Demo Ranch. <laughs> uh... But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you know. Uh... I don't know, humanizing, you know, Arnold the way they did and everything, I, I mean, it fit and it worked. Like, Yeah, and I gotta say, from there on in, the movie was nothing but action. I mean, the action sequences of this movie 
right from the beginning were pretty badass. I mean, there's like, there's scenes of them fleeing and talking, but like when there's action, I mean, there's some serious action sequences. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I'm I'm thinking back, you know, just watching the, the, the film and stuff like it. Like, even when there wasn't action, like, you actually gave a shit about the characters enough, you know, that it's like, oh, this is, you know, story-driven, I like it, and then, you know, action, ooh, I, I really like it, and then, like, there was never, like, any point in time where I was like, alright, can we just fucking get the, get the show on the road, like, I'm ready to talk about the film, like... <laughs> Yeah, it was very, you know, interesting. I'm I mean, the runtime wasn't excessive, but it I never felt like I don't felt like it was short either. Like Yeah, I, like I, there was never a part where I was just like, "All right, how long is this? Like, come on, let's get to some some more shit." But yeah, they meet up with a with an Air Force major who, you know, brings him a EMP and but then they get attacked by cuz, you know, freaking Rev9 jacked a helicopter he's like get to the chopper and shows up fighting them and and chases them all the way to the air force base because the the major's in, injured and kind of clears them all like hey we're under attack by you know bad guys like you know these people are with me let them in and they're like you know just immediately they're like we're not safe we gotta get the fuck out of here and like we're gonna steal that big ass uh plane they got there <laughs> so if you could I, I i guess you're limited to what's on the the airfield but i was like that's that's a very big, big plane to get moving. Like, I don't know. I felt like if it were me, I, I'd want something a little bit more jet-like, you know, like... Well, you're not going to be able to fit four people in a, hey, in a fighter fuck em, jet. Fuck them. <laughs> you know, we take two jets. <laughs> uh, you know, luckily Future Girl has downloaded uh, <laughs> flying software, I guess. <laughs> hey, I, I she, apparently she was trained in all things. Yeah. Like chain hooks, yeah. Because that was some some uh, <laughs> like, some chain work was, dude, was pretty badass. They, like okay, you know, cool. We get Arnold as a you know playable character and and Mortal Kombat and shit. I want this bitch with the chain hooks, like, <laughs> like you know, move over Kanak. Like we need Grace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, with her enhanced strength, man, she spins that hook like a. I mean, it sounds like a helicopter. It's spinning so fast. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, this is about to fuck some like, shit up. <laughs> it, it's so weird though. Like I kept like, I was like, damn, she got superhuman strength, and then I was like, oh yeah, she's you know enhanced. Like I, I you know, just visually looking, like I keep forgetting, you know, that it's like, you know, you got some special abilities. <laughs> oh, I, back it up just a little bit. When she first arrives, there's there's always that scene of whoever's coming from the future showing up butt naked and having to find clothes and we've always got the Arnold I need your clothes your boots and your motorcycle but she shows up and like falls from a bridge and gets like pulled out of the water by these like you know two teenagers in in Mexico well the federales show up and try to arrest them all and she like kicks the shit out of all of them and the two kids are like hey thanks lady and she's like and just like walks over and puts her foot next to the guy's foot to see how what size shoe he has she's like don't thank me yet <laughs> and you see him like in his boxers and her driving off with his clothes in his car and he's like Fucking bitch. <laughs> and like when when they decided to leave and you get the scene of like, you know, Arnold's gotten dressed, he's wearing a leather jacket and, and he it, picks up, the, and he picks up the, the sunglasses and looks in the mirror for the second and they get that you get the 
the classic Terminator theme for a singer is like, dun, dun, dun. and he just kind of looks at him for everything. He's like, nah, he like sets sunglasses <laughs> down and like walks out. But <laughs> just like him about to put the shades on, it was like, fuck yeah, Arnold's back, baby. <laughs> I guess, I guess they didn't want to make it that much of a throwback. <laughs> it was close enough. They're like, all right, <laughs> but he's, uh, you know, been around long enough that he realizes wearing a, uh, you know, sunglasses at dark might not, uh, help him blend in as well. <laughs> yeah, it'll be alright it'll help hide that red laser eye thingy yeah he hadn't got that yet until but then the fight scene on the plane where the where it like you know it jumps on the plane and they're they're fighting him trying to get him off and she you know runs him over with the with the van and actually has a moment where she can cause she tells you know she agrees that we need Arnold to or Carl to uh, help save the girl so he's like but she's like as soon as this is over with I'm going to kill you. And he's like, I understand. And she has that moment where they, they think they've gotten away and he's kind of hanging from the, uh, the tail of the plane where, and she just kind of hesitates for a minute. And then she's like, nah, he saved my ass. Uh, cause you know, he comes in shooting and he actually, you know, acts as a shield and saves, saves Sarah's life. And she's like, all right, maybe we can't trust this metal monster. Like I'll, uh, I'll let you live for a little bit longer. <laughs> like she kind of comes to like, by the end of it, you know, uh, almost a respect of him as, you know, like, you know, she kind of like, uh, starts to, I, I think she sees the evolution. Gets at, at know, peace with him. Yeah. Where, you know, her herself, you know, had to evolve, you know, to be like, Hey, you know, things were different, you know, and, you know, maybe, you know, with an AI not under control, maybe it's not all bad. Yeah. That progression of, you know, like her I, starting to see his humanity like, was kind of interesting. Like I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's actually quite a bit of depth to this film. Like you know, I I don't know. I mean, there's no redeeming it from box offices, obviously. But you know, I I think as more and more people give this a one-off chance and you know start catching it on the streaming services and you know other medias, um, I don't know. I. I I mean, I will say that I almost enjoyed this film as much as Judgment Day or the original. Yeah, I think it's probably going to have, because it's already falling out of theaters pretty quick, I think it's going to find a better life on once it goes to streaming or video or something when people can give that it a chance. I think a, it's going to get more of a cult it, following. And it's like, oh, this wasn't a bad film. You know, I've been fooled by the internet. Yeah, maybe it'll I, make enough money in the secondary market that they it will get some kind of sequel but uh but if even if they don't i think this was a kind of a fitting in to to arnold and to sarah if we don't see them again in a future film but yeah like i mean it only took 28 years you yeah know. <laughs> i mean when they blow up the plane and they have to like you know parachute in the uh the the humvee that happens to crash into a behind a dam see that was the <laughs> only thing that irked me was, you know, that scene, the river rushing and everything else, and it's like, you know... Apparently an armored-up Humvee is waterproof. I, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You're being attacked, so you got to shoot out the windows and everything else. But, I mean, that thing's getting tossed around like, you know, um, like a fucking ragdoll. Which, hey, 
It's right there next to a dam. I believe it. <laughs> 75 feet from the dam, though, the water's calm. We're, we're you know, catching our breath. And yeah. It's like, no, no. like. <laughs> and I do like before he returns with the, when they kick him out of the plane to begin with, and he just falls through somebody's, like, shed that's having, like, a backyard barbecue and just, like, gets up and, like, walks out and he's like, sorry about your shed. <laughs> just keeps flying. It's like, the guy's like, what the fuck just happened? But then he steals, like, a refueling plane and comes and but crashes where did it he into get there. The, um... So that's the thing. Like, he wasn't in that officer uniform as he was falling from the sky. Like, so where did the wardrobe change come from? Well, it's like that liquid Are... metal stuff. He can kind of turn into whatever he wants to look like. So he's like, but I'm going to change back it... into, like, cop uniform or something. So I guess once they've changed into it one time, it doesn't require, you know, physical contact to do it a second time then, I guess. Yeah, I guess, because like, at one point he steals, like, the Texas Rangers chop or something, and he's, like, in a... Goes from the uh, the Border Patrol uniform to, like, police pilot uniform or something. But, yeah, when like when he just falls out of the sky and it's like, sorry about your shed. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then rams him with the, the other plane. But, yeah, that whole fight in the... In the ship, which with... I thought that was kind of cool too, like you know the the single targeting, you know. Yeah. So it's not like, hey, we're here to decimate humanity. We're just after this one individual. Yeah, and I'll, I'll kill anybody gets in my way or anybody I need to replace. But other than that, it's just kind of like, have a nice day, citizen. I'll kill you later. <laughs> You're not on my list yet. <laughs> my friends will will intervene. Yeah, we'll nuke you later. <laughs> but yeah, like and that whole cool. They're gonna be the new. Nucleator, <laughs> and that whole fight with Arnold too, and he like rips his arm off, and then like because they blew up his arm, he just jacks Arnold's arm and like replace and like uses it. I'm like, oh, that's fucking like insult to injury. I'm gonna rip your arm off, and I'm gonna take that motherfucker. It's like, my... you, you took my arm, I'm taking yours. <laughs> eye for an eye. Yeah, I don't know. Like at the same time, I was like, oh, it's a little baby arm. <laughs> take my strong hand. <laughs> But yeah, then they, you know... I gotta hand it to you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but they finally, like, track him into... You know, he chases them into the inner workings of the dam. And uh, Danny has that, you know... Nah, I'm tired of running. Let's kill this motherfucker now. We make this our kill box. That's the moment where I'm like, Alright, I could definitely see this girl as the future commander of the resistance and stuff well, yeah I mean, I... she she definitely had that great transition for because she give, even gives them that you know go team uh freaking speech on the plane before the rev nine shows up and Yay, like crashes their plan speech. yeah it's like it's like all right you know i can see where this girl is kind of grown enough where you know she's no longer the damsel in distress this is someone who you could see becoming the the savior and they get that that huge like four way fight of them all fighting that motherfucker in the <laughs> in the turbines and shit and like like I said, with your you know chain uh, uh, hook fight scene that you you enjoyed, <laughs> dude. I just think I was one of the you know like just rawest forms of you know badass brutality. I mean yeah. you know just. All right, we'll take a, a leg here, a little slice of torso here, a little head, a little arm, you know, like mince meat. Yeah, and then they shove the whole thing inside the spinning turbine and, and blow it up and, like, knocks everybody out. And Grace is injured, and she's like, well, there's an EMP inside of me, and, like, my power source that runs my metal parts, it'll kill me, but take it, and you can melt his 
you know, what's left of him, you know, it'll, you know, fry his brain if you get it close enough. And she, you know, takes the thing and, and goes to finish off what's left of the Rev-9 and everyone else and is like fucking drops out. it. Yeah, it, it like, you know, robo-pimp slaps her and is like, you know, trying to choke her out. And I bet he didn't even powder his hand first. <laughs> and Sarah wakes up, but she's like, you know, you know, in no position to help. And she's like, freaking, you know, Arnold, wake your metal ass up and get back in the fight. <laughs> and he and he wakes up and, and you know, grabs him and then is like, you know, looks, like, looks at her and, and like just freaking stabs him in the face with that thing. And they both fall into the, into the shaft and he jams it into his face and I looks up to her and is like for John like you know this is my final act of I'm I'm sorry for what I took for you by I'm going to take this motherfucker out and melt us both and it's like you know he'd learned enough about humanity to sacrifice himself to save humanity I'm like it's, it was kind of a cool uh, uh I guess redemption story for for a terminator cuz you know T2 Arnold was captured and programmed to be a good guy, which that was kind of cool about T2 is where they take someone that is the bad guy in the first movie and turn him into the good guy in the sequel. And then this one, they like, you know, he was never programmed to be a good guy. He learned to be a good guy on his own and which was kind of a cool, different concept for, for these movies. I thought was, was cool showing that growth of that. Even, even a machine can learn to be a human. I mean, she even asked him like when... at the at the same time. Do you do you think it's a bit insulting? You know, because Sarah's like, "Hey, you know, I- I'm gonna be the one, you know, to take my revenge." And it's like, "Well, you've taken my ability to get revenge from me." <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I don't know. I think by that point, she actually kind of yeah respected I think, him. I I I think you know at, at you know like you said I and even before that you know like. When Danny asks him about his family when he sends them off, he's like, "Did you really love them? You know, because you're a robot." And he's like, "I always." He's like, "No, not like a human could, but you know, in my own way, you know." And I always thought not being able to love them like a human was was you know better, but it's not. I mean, it was like the most human fucking thing he could say. <laughs> I well, like, I mean, and, and I guess you know that's one of the things, like you know. It's hard to not respect somebody, you know, like, I mean, that's just as brutally honest as, as one can be. Like, you know, it's yeah. like. I mean, him regretting not having the ability to fully love someone was like, I'm like, damn, they made like, yeah, made me care about a fucking machine. <laughs> I mean, he, he sounds, he sounds, you know, pretty fucking human. So as we kind of, uh, wrap this up, uh, before I get into my final thoughts on this cigar, <laughs> You know, what are your final thoughts of this movie? I mean, d- d- I, I mean, gotta we, say, we've kind of touched on that. I I personally don't think it deserves the hate that it's gotten. I think I, it's a, I, I a definitely good echo movie. that same sentiment. Um, you know, I will say that going into it, um, I I really didn't have high expectation at all, and I came out very much pleasantly surprised. Yeah, because going like into I it, mean, I can say that yes, there wasn't much of a crowd in the theater. There was like. All six of us. Um, yeah, I think I saw it by myself on a Tuesday night. And, and it was like nobody like, there. You know, but I mean, there were, you know, like audible, you know, obviously these were people that were fans of the franchise. But, you know, I mean, there was, you know, a laughter. There, You know, I actually heard a couple people sobbing in some of the more, you know, emotional driven moments. And, 
you know, like, I, I think it's one that, you know, people have, you know, just followed the ways of the internet rather than forming an own opinion and, you know, have potentially really missed out on a a good theatrical experience. Yeah, and it's, um, I gotta say, his demise in this film, probably not as touching as the T2 Arnold's demise when he's like, I'm... You know, you have to kill me to to save. But the I mean, future. that was the thing. It's like, but it was still pretty like that. You know, sad to see him go. I mean, it, I mean, it, at the at the same time though, maybe it wasn't the same emotional impact, but yeah. it was still a pretty good emotional impact. But I, I think for me, like, I found myself gravitating more, you know, to Sarah and to, you know, um. Grace and you know, um, ah, oh, hell, uh, what's Danny, that? Danny, yeah, I mean, you know, even more so than Arnold, you know, because yeah, it, it, it's Arnold, like you know, no, no real shock, no real surprise, you know, outside of what we've already talked about with you know the more humanizing of you know the Terminator, but you know the the supporting you know actors took the main stage and grabbed the bull by the horns and did an excellent job at it. Like, yeah, when they were saying they were like, you know, doing like, another Terminator movie with the original cast, I was like, Arnold's old, Sarah's, are, uh, you know, uh, she's pretty old at this point, but never once was I was like, I'm getting too old for this shit, Riggs. I mean, she was a legit badass through this whole movie. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, the action sequences and everything else, like, I don't know how much of it was practical, how much of it was you know, CGI'd and doubled and doctored and everything else, but I, I mean, hell, I, I, you fast forward 30 years and I don't think age slowed her down a bit. No, I mean, she was like, I mean, you know, and she was a badass. Like that's, you know, if that's not empowerment, I don't know what the hell is. <laughs> and I do like how they kind of wrapped it up then, you know, if we don't get another movie, it was kind of a cool ending, but there's also... Yeah, like, I stuck around. I was like, okay, you know, what What? What are they going to, you know, tease for the sequel? And I was yeah. like, oh, and the era of everything has, you know... <laughs> At this point, I Google a movie before a I go to see if there's like... a post-credits, whether or not I waste my time. But, you know, it kind of ends with her and Sarah watching a young Grace play in the park, and she's like... I'm I'm not, not going to let her die. For, you sacrifice herself for me again. And she's like, well, then you better get ready. And like, you know, there's going to be a, a badass training montage from there. And they even get into an old ass Jeep that looks almost like the old ass Jeep that Sarah drives away in at the end of uh, the first Terminator movie. I, mean, I thought that was kind of a good bookend to, <laughs> to those original, original films. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, like, it's hard for me to find, you know, things to complain about with this film. Which, I mean, then again, you know, maybe it's just my way of, you know, trying to go against, you know, the the perception, you know. Yeah. So if you can still see this, see it. And if you if it's no no longer available when it comes out on video, definitely go see this. And definitely pick you up one of these, uh, you know, dark Sumatra cigars. It's I. I will say that I'm I'm jealous just sitting here, you know, smelling the fragrance. <laughs> well, tomorrow go to the cigar shop get you get you one of these because uh, I mean, pretty much AJ is like the rock star of the cigar industry these days. It's like not only does he have his own brand of cigars, it seems like he's also a little bit of a mercenary because like every big cigar label is like, "Hey AJ, come 
do a blend for us or something. Let us use your factory. And everything I've seen, no matter what the manufacturer, when they slap an AJ label on there, I know it's going to be a good cigar. And this dark Sumatra where, you know, I, you know, I like a Maduro. The Sumatra has kind of a little bit more of a, a uh, dark chocolate bittersweetness to it where it's not like, it doesn't have that like super, you know, or like a Maduro sweetness. It's almost like a more of a, like said, like a dark chocolate bittersweetness to it that, that I I'm, I'm quite enjoying. And this, like I said, may end up in the, uh, the rotation. I mean, right now the punch Diablo is my go-to cigar, but this one, and not a bad price. I mean, it's like nine, nine sixty, you know, in the $10 range. So it's a, it's cheap enough to be a, be a regular smoke. So I definitely recommend picking up one of these, uh, bad boys if you get a chance. And with that, we'll be right back. So I'm a rebel and rogue and I'm always on the run With a fire inside, I ain't ever gonna die I'm a locked and loaded gun When the match is striking, the gasoline lights It's only just begun One thing I learned is you could watch it all burn But the flame ain't ever done Hey, Geekazoids! The Metal Geeks Podcast is your source for all things geeky from the perspective of a couple of metalheads. And me, George. That's right, and George. This is Carrie the Metal Geek along with... Brutal Dave. And George Tripsis. Join us as we wax philosophical about our favorite subjects. Yeah, like what? Movies. And TV shows. Video games. Comics. Theme parks. And heavy metal. Join us on each episode as we discuss special topics. George hates metal. And find out what's tickling our little geeks. And much more. Come listen to us as we audibly age in your ear holes. You can find us on the social medias at Metal Geeks and visit us on our website at MetalGeeksPodcast.com. Keep it metal. Keep it geeky. And me, George! And now it's time for Blowing Smoke. And welcome back. Now it's time for blowing smoke which like i said sometimes we throw an interview in here sometimes we just want to talk about something that it's off topic and just completely random yeah something we can't fill a full hour on but something we want to discuss on the airwaves and the thing we've kind of talked about a little bit in the main segment we've been talking a lot of off the air is kind of back to your game of troll or asshole i People got to stop judging shit that they haven't seen. <laughs> well, I think it's too easy. Like, in, in the day of the internet, you know, like, uh, I, I guess I'm kind of guilty of it. So, as a video gamer, right? Yeah. Like, I've got certain people that, like, hey, before, you know, 
I, I've already learned by the game industry, don't pre-order anything. Like, just not going to happen with me anymore. Like, I'm tired of paying $60 to beta test something. Like, yeah, this is I'll give me. it a couple of years, let them work out the kinks, the bugs, release whatever fucking, you know, $30 add-ons that eventually are going to be incorporated into the game <laughs> anyway. Like, It's like, I really want to play the new Mortal Kombat. I think it may be out, because I keep seeing ads for it. But even if it's not out, I know if I buy it now... I'm going to get half a game. If I wait six months, I'm going to get like the special edition that has all the characters in one download instead of buying the game and then having to each month pay another $10, $15, $20 to get more characters where I can just wait a few months till the bugs get out of it and then buy it all at once. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like, you know, this is this era of, you know, microtransaction to death and, you know, just, hey, we got to get this out, you know, regardless of, you know, if the product's actually finished or not, like, and... You know, we're going to throw in these skins as a DLC bonus and blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck all that. Like, you know, all, all you're doing is, like, like it, it's funny to me how states like Georgia, right? Yeah. We can't have a fucking casino. At the same time, you can sit there and pay with mommy and daddy's fucking credit card, you know, PUBG hundreds of dollars, you know, <laughs> of these fucking, you know, boxes that, what are you doing? Having the same, you know... Endorphin yeah. release and serotonin and everything else that you get when you're fucking sitting in front of a slot machine pulling a lever. Yeah, I mean it's like going to get you go to GameStop now and it's like, hey, I'm gonna buy this fifty dollar game, but like, hey, you can also buy this extra hundred dollar season pass and you get all the new shit that we put out for this game for the next year. <laughs> that never equals a hundred dollars anyway. <laughs> no, it's like you know now this fifty dollar game is a hundred and fifty dollar game that you know. Hell, when your game system costs three hundred bucks, I mean, it's it's just kind of ridiculous. Give me complete games. <laughs> if, so you know, I, if you want to give me more shit? Give me a sequel, you know, like next year or something. But yeah, it's this this constant redoing of properties that, that uh, you know is just kind of ridiculous. And that's prop that's half the reason I don't game much anymore. Well, I mean, and that's I'm one tired of, the of having to constantly play to get a complete that, experience. You know, I've you know, really have gotten away from AAA, you know, titles and stuff like that, you know? I mean, yeah, we talked about, you know, Diablo and BlizzCon, and yeah, I'm, I'm a Diablo fan. I will pick up Diablo, but it may be a year or two after the game's out. Like, um, you know, it's not something that, you know, regardless of the hype and the rush, um, you know, I think a, a another... That is an old man gamer if I wait a year and I get stuck. There's there's going to be a walkthrough video on YouTube <laughs> I can go to after it's been out a while. <laughs> it's like, I need build guides, I need walkthroughs. Like, man, like, I, I was watching this thing the other day, right? I just don't have the patience and the time to dedicate and anymore, like, so I gotta cheat. It's talking, like, you know, puzzles, you know, in, in games and stuff like that. And, like, you know, there was this one that was, like, there's 190,000 possible combinations, like, you know, and it's like... <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, I mean... It, it, yeah, when I was a kid and didn't have a job and family, like, I had time to <laughs> figure out all the Resident Evil tricks and and stuff, but nowadays it's like, ah, I'm stuck on this for a couple hours, let me go to YouTube. <laughs> I've done Walked in Circles 47 times. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Let me cheat to get on to the next part. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, there's... I, and, and unfortunately, you know, I think that... You know, it, it's great that people are in a financial standpoint that, yeah, they can, you know, splurge and have the disposable cash to do that. Sucks for the ones that have some sort of an addiction and don't have the disposable cash and, you know, put money toward, you know, 
shit that, you know, that instead of, you know, real life and betterment and things of that nature. But, you know, that goes back to psychology. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, like, you know, the kind of the game industry has played on, you know, those psychological factors. And, you know, most people are eating it up you know, either out of, you know, ignorance or, or something else. Like, you know, I don't think that, you know, a government entity needs to step in and, you know, regulate shit. Like, you know, people need to speak with their wallets, you know. Parents need to fucking, you know, educate themselves and think about this instead of, you know, just giving little Jimmy, you know, whatever because, you know, that's that's the cool thing, you know. Yeah, we, we kind of, you know... <laughs> slipped off our original topic was, was no the, no i mean we, we created a bullshit segment yeah. there's my rant <laughs> but uh yeah it's like in the age of reddit and facebook there's so many things that people are missing out on experiences just because some troll or or gets offended well, by you, something you and know puts what on a i don't even rant. think it's the troll i think it's encouraged and here's why right what do people strive for right now on facebook a top fan badge, an influencer badge, right? Like, so, you know, people see these badges and, oh, this person's a top influencer. I must let them sway me on my opinion. They must know what they're talking about. Like, no, they just went through and made a bunch of fucking comments and you're too stupid to formulate your own opinion, so you rely on and somebody else. And half the people are making comments just to stir the shit so they get more likes and more follows. Like, you know... Which I said, there was so much bad press in the internet community about this movie that people, you know, are missing out on a good experience. Cause, and you, you see that with games and other movies that, you know, yeah, there's people that are like, Oh, I got to see this movie because everyone said it was good. But then there's the same thing. Like, you know, your opinion is not the same as my opinion or someone else's opinion. So if you want to know if you're going to like a thing, go do a thing, go read well, a thing, go see a thing and make your own opinion. Yeah. You know, instead of like, Oh Just well, following the high you know, Dark Lord sixty seven on Reddit said this movie sucks. So I'm definitely not going to see it. Wait, that's my handle. <laughs> Damn it! Quit pros and troll articles on Reddit. <laughs> but I mean, you know, at the same time, like you know, we're bitching about the internet, but at the same time, like, hey, we've got legit like impeachment hearings and shit like that happening, and we've got a you know House member that says that hearsay is more so than actual firsthand accountability. Yeah, we have like fucking guys in the government that like, think a. Uh, island's gonna tip over if you put a army base on it and you know over uh weight the island like, <laughs> i mean that's that's a legit uh, thing that i can't remember the representative said it, that was worried an island would tip over if you put too much weight on the side this guy should not be in office i mean he doesn't understand basic physics but but at the same time <laughs> an island isn't floating it's <laughs> at the same time it's us who are putting people like that in offices like you know, and I, un unfortunately, like, you know. And Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> you know, we, we say don't listen to the internet, but by God. This other thing, too, is like, this meme's been, will not die. You know, and it keeps, it shows up like, in, like, everything. You know, someone's going to have to uh, kill this meme like Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> but the internet won't let this die. It's like the first time that, like, you know. Yeah, we we say people are listening to like the fake news too much. It's kind of interesting that this is like seems like as a culture we've like we're not gonna listen to the official story. Like this is like the one time we're like the internet's kind of you know 
appears to be right. <laughs> it's but, like, it, it's confusing. That I'm like, hmm. But think about news nowadays, though. Oh, yeah, I like, don't listen to it, news. That most that shit's like... Well, hold on. It's a know, business now. It's, well, it, it's there to generate likes and views and clicks, right? Yeah. Regardless of... Like, when we were kids, did you watch the fucking news? No, because it wasn't entertaining. It was boring as shit. You know why it was boring as shit? Because it was one fact after another fact. You know what it is today? It's oh, friggin' entertainment. We're going to sens- sensationalize. We're going to, you know, get this, you know, celebrities, you know, point of view who has no fucking experience in whatever this goddamn thing is we're talking about. But because that guy's popular, people are going to be like, well, he's popular. <laughs> I want to think like somebody's popular. So... I'm going to follow that same mindset, too. Yeah, because, I mean, back in the day in, like, the Walter Cronkite and, like, Deep Throat and legitimate investigative reporting, when we didn't have the 24-hour news cycle, (coughs) when it wasn't CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, all these people that have to generate 24 hours a day worth of content, your news people were respected because... They gave you the facts, and that's all they gave you. Like, you know, it, everything was backed up and legitimized. Where now it's like, you know, you see something on the news one night, you turn to another station, there's another channel telling you the thing you just saw on the other channel is bullshit. Well, you and know, the half time you find out it is bullshit. Uh, well, and I, even the person that said it was bullshit, their stuff's bullshit from a different level. It's it's all entertainment now. You can't I, I find kick out legitimate of... news anywhere unless you hunt it down yourself from trusted sources which those are few and far between these days well like you know to to echo your point like i forgot what news network it was but they were trying to report on something you know some war zone or something so what did they do they went and filmed in a fucking gun range and tried (laughs) to tell people that this is war in the streets and pure pandemonium (laughs) and chaos yeah they were showing video from the knob creek uh full auto uh uh gun meetup and saying it was uh Whereas Libya or something like that. This is what's going on in Libya now. No, this is what's going on in Nom Creek, Kentucky, with this once a year like machine gun meetup. <laughs> I like, mean, the the news it's it's so fake now, and it's like I said, it's just bullshit entertainment. You can't like trust any of it anymore. You know, you have to pretty much see things with your own eyes these days to. <laughs> and hell, even if you see it with correct. your own eyes, like you know, hell, unless you saw that in you know firsthand perspective, like you were physically there on site. You can't even trust what you see because shit's so able to be doctored up and everything now. I mean, the the worst is, like, even the Weather Channel is posting fake news at this point. I mean, the Weather Channel, they're supposed to tell you the fucking weather, and you see them like, oh, we're live at this hurricane, and there's, like, I can barely stand up because of the wind, and you see two dudes just walk, like, right behind them, like there's not even a breeze. And the the, the Weather Channel guy is like, we got hurricane-force winds, and it's almost going to, like, blow me off my feet. And there was another one where they were talking about Oh, the guy's standing like in his waist, up to his waist in water, saying that there's a like, massive flooding in this area. And then some other guy posts a video from his cell phone where the guy's literally standing in a ditch that's full of water and there's like no water anywhere else around him. I'm like, when the fucking Weather Channel is posting fake news, it's, it's, it's reached a breaking point at this point where you cannot trust any of the official information sources anymore. It's like just, it's ridiculous. I mean, it looks like the plot of a movie now when you, when you see like how much bullshit goes into like what 
is supposedly news these days. I mean, there's so much great editing and doctoring and everything else. Like, get the fuck out of the news and get the fuck into doing actual, like, entertainment shit. Yeah. Like, you I know? get my weather now from the What the Fuck Weather app, just because it gives me, like, a witty uh, thing. Like, hey, it's raining and it sucks. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I can get behind that. I don't need to see Wolf Blitzer pretending to be in a hurricane. <laughs> like, uh, it just, you know... It... Yeah, just go on YouTube and look up Weather Channel Fails and just uh, some of those things where it's, it's just so ridiculous where they've been busted to straight lying about... <laughs> and it reporting. sucks, too, because, you know, I'm somebody that loves, you know, meteorology and, you know, convective storms and shit like that, and, you know, then I see stuff like Come this, and I'm like, oh, good grief. Like... <laughs> But, I mean, you know, then again, like, I don't remember where I heard it or, you know, whatever. But, you know, like, people got to realize, you know, with education, with, you know, these things that are supposed to be teaching you about life and experience. Like, if you go to any government facility, that facility is only going to, I don't care if it's healthcare, if it's, you know, education or whatever, that facility is only there to make you as good as it needs to, <laughs> if it's medical, to be healthy, to support whatever, you know, government entity it is, or if it's education, to educate you only to the point to where you can operate and do stuff beneficial for that government entity, but never smart enough to figure out the inner workings and how to be better than that government entity. Yeah, I think the other one I saw recently was was there was like this these pictures going around of that uh, Cortez lady like looking at a chain link fence and crying like, oh, I'm looking at how badly they're treating the uh, the uh, the immigrants, uh, illegal aliens that they've that they've hemmed up here. And then some other guy like posted like video of that from like the other angle, and literally she was staring at an empty parking lot. She wasn't even at the the detention facility. She was at like some random parking lot, looking at a, a fence and not and fake crying for the news camera. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's see, ridiculous. I can't I can't echo that because I didn't see it with my own eyes. You know, like that, I, and I guess that's part of the problem. Is like regardless of what side of the fence you're on, you know, like. One news says this. Another one comes out and doctors something to be completely opposite. I want to know where the fuck the middle is. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I heard an analogy. You know, the government is like a bird. Right wing, left wing, and then you got the body. Well, neither one of those wings are doing anything to keep that body, you know, flying that's beneficial for you or us. No, it's they're a all just flapping club. in their own, like, you know, own George, direction. George Carlin said it best, you know. The government's a fucking club, and you and I are not invited. Like, <laughs> you know. Like, exactly. Take that to the fucking grave by God himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, don't trust everything you read on the internet or see on the news. Figure it out for yourself. And, uh, and hack that, the planet. Hack the planet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Isn't that how we get Skynet? <laughs> Uh, I want to go watch Hackers again. Okay. <laughs> All right, with that, we'll be right We're going to go watch Hackers. <laughs> yeah. And now it's time for All Things Nerdy in Nerd News. And welcome to Nerd News. Yeah, news. All right. Um, up this week, we got some video game news, a couple of new trailers, and uh, I think we're going to talk about... Video movie news. <laughs> yeah. Probably even talk about some uh, some Disney in there. 
Apparently yeah. they launched a new streaming service or something. Uh, so to jump into it, I guess uh, we've got our official, you know, new trailer after the Paramount Sonic the Hedgehog redesign <laughs> debacle. Yeah, after we said about not bitching about things on the internet, bitching about things on the internet finally actually accomplished something. <laughs> I gotta say, I don't remember the original, like the the, the first one that everybody bitched about. Like, I mean, he had small eyes and like almost like a human-like mouth, and he just looked really fucked up looking. <laughs> okay, I think I kind of remember that now that you you know refresh it because I think he smiles at one point, had the human teeth and stuff, and oh, yeah, it was just like creepy. <laughs> Okay. And the internet like had a meltdown. That this is stupid. Like, w- like literally, you're making an animated, uh, live action animated thing that you have plenty of, you know, source material on, and you've invented this weird ass, creepy. Come on, character. you guys don't have Segas. <laughs> Apparently not. But I guess they called somebody who had a Sega <laughs> and redid the. Uh... <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. So I'm wondering, like, apparently these redesigns were not cheap. So I wonder what that does for the films, you know, overall. Like, is yeah, because there... they pretty much had to like re. I mean, I guess the live action portions didn't have to be reshot, but yeah, all the CGI had to be completely scrapped and started over. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. So for people like us, there's obviously a nostalgia factor. Uh, this has a valentine's day release um you know so is you know i i guess the people our age would then be taking our kids and be like hey let me introduce you to this blue hedgehog character that is not in Fortnite." (laughs) and it's not ron jeremy that was his nickname back in the day the hedgehog (laughs) dear god (laughs) you know normally random things i know (laughs) normally nerd news is supposed to be family friendly since when? I don't know. I think we lost it on the Ass Blaster episode. Yeah, probably lost it well before then, too. <laughs> yep. Ah, but yes. Ah, Graboids. <laughs> Graboids Life by the Balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the new sequel. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of... It'd be cool, you know? I mean, like... I, I, I mean, obviously grew up playing Sonic. I've, you know, not really played many of the new, you know, Sonic games. Just like I haven't really played much of the new Mario stuff. I'll, I don't think I played anything past, like, Mario Wii or something. It's a me, a Mario. <laughs> Sometimes Luigi. <laughs> and Wario. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it. I haven't read all the negativity yet to be able to formulate a negative <laughs> opinion about this trailer. Yeah, well, I mean, me, it, me, it, me, it at me, least looks better. Let me scroll through the YouTube comments. <laughs> it looks more like, you know, video game version of uh, a Sonic, so maybe the internet won't uh, hate it nearly as much as the first. Then again, I never planned on seeing Sonic the Hedgehog movie in theaters anyway, so the fact they made it look better. Does nothing to sway my sway my uh, my uh. <laughs> okay, all right. I found the the the, the greatest comment. Oh okay. yeah. All right, Sonic fans convince Paramount to listen to them. Star Wars fans, is it possible to learn this power? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, that's enough internet, and and that's it for nerd news. Stay <laughs> that tuned wins for the internet week, for the day. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, moving right along. Um, I, I don't know. I guess you know we're entering an area where 
I don't know. Once again, we're going to play the nostalgia. So we got, uh, you know, kind of the official teaser trailer for Scoob. <laughs> and, hey, Scoob. And, no, and Shaggy, shaggy too. Voice. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> got to get more weed. Yeah. Lots more weed. Yeah, so we're, yeah, they're bringing back Shaggy and Scoop and getting the origin story we never knew we needed. <laughs> but apparently, like, after watching it, I'm like, fuck, it's heartfelt and emotional, and I think I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did you ever watch the uh, Scooby-Doo Supernatural crossover? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was hysterical. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, after, you know, a couple of live-action attempts, you know, it's kind of cool to see them, you know, going back to more the animated style, you know, bringing the, the, the gang together and, you know, kind of figuring out where it all began. Yeah, well, you know, we get, you know kid uh scooby and shaggy and how they met the rest of mystery inc and you know looks like some adult adventures as well and possible alien abduction so it uh it's you know fairly interesting and apparently uh you know the the way they explain like we found mustache oil and 12 year old scotch is the bad guy my dad or smoking joe <laughs> Both are plausible. <laughs> yeah. If they found some cigar tobacco in that uh, that evidence, then it'd be like, wait a minute. Mm, oh, boy. <laughs> Did some podcasters kidnap Scooby? <laughs> How long have you been married? Uh, nearly two years. Mm. These these kids look to be, what, about the age of, you know, 10, 11-ish? <laughs> well, they're old enough to drive at one point, so. Hey, man. They, they got the van. Dude, I think I remember to drive when I was like eight. <laughs> you know, I can Down remember. Down by the... That, that's the origin story I want to see. I want to see them getting the mystery machine. I hope that's in this movie. We get the Shaggy and Scooby origin. I want the origin of the mystery machine. Well, I always had a theory on, you know, how, you know... The, the... <laughs> they solved some kind of hippie crime, and the hippies gave them the van as a payment for, you know, f busting the ghost. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there is no mystery, ink. Maybe, you know, they're just on some, you know, next level shit, and it's all just big hallucinations. <laughs> Uh, these are the wild adventures of you know a one trip mind I don't know <laughs> but you know I always you know was like eh. and uh, me and my friends as teenagers would kind of joke and be like you know I, I guarantee you, you know how this you know show got its name was you know two you know people sitting around in a studio getting high as balls and be like hey man we should create a show about a talking dog yeah man like what do we name it I don't know, man. We're smoking Doobie? doobies like Scooby Doobie. <laughs> like you know, I mean, uh, that'd be like you know the the multi million dollar stoner idea that we never you know <laughs> recorded. Uh, you know, like, trademark scorners. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, right along here. Uh, we got five Marvel movies. Uh, that have now have release dates. Yeah, I saw we're getting like four in 2021. It's yeah, or so something like it looks that. like October 7th of 2022, February 17th, 2023, May 5th, 2023, July 8th, 28th, 2023, and November 3rd, 2023. Like, holy crap! Like, November 3rd, does that fit the timeline for a Star Wars release? I don't know because I've, I've heard that, like, you know, Star Wars is going to be done after this for a while because they've canceled the the game of thrones guys you know supposed a new trilogy so we'll see how popular this rise of skywalker is whether it brings back star wars but because the 
the failures they've had in the last two movies, they're kind of like, yeah, we're going to wrap this up and kind of take a break for a little while. Well, I mean, I think, like, I don't know. I mean, there's there's so much great content. And, like, you know, it, it's cool to see Disney plush. You know, they're doing some stuff with the Mandalorians. But, like, you know, I'd love to see much more of that portion of Star Wars explored and, and things of that nature, you know? Like, you know, fucking bounty hunting for the huts and, you know, just doing, you know, some of the... Paying for my vet. The shady art <laughs> shit. Speaking of which, uh, MC Chris will be in town. I think it's November 22nd, which is this Friday. I Woo-hoo. think. Or Saturday. One of these days. Uh, I think it's a Friday show. It is a Friday show. So. Sweet. It's not a Tuesday show. So. With uh, Nerdy and... Nerdy and yeah. um, Some other person. I can't remember their name right now. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I hadn't heard any music from the other two, so I've just kind of randomly been, you know, Oh, I saw about. in May Power Gloves coming to the Masquerade. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, that may be a, a show we have to go see. I still haven't been down to the new location of the Masquerade. I went once for the Halcyon Way's uh, newest album release, and it's, it's cool, but it just doesn't have that feel of, like, the classic uh, Masquerade. You it's don't like, feel like the floor is going to collapse? No. On, you know? I mean, it's like there's concrete floors and... <laughs> I mean, it's way down under underground, and like just so you know, things could collapse on your head. But it's just that I don't know the smell of that ruckety old wooden building just smelled historic. Where this is like it's too new. <laughs> it just doesn't have the same haunted feel to it that the uh, the classic masquerade did. But it was a pretty cool venue still. Yeah, oh. there was actually ample parking. I mean, there was a parking deck nearby. <laughs> That's a win. Yeah, I don't think those existed in Atlanta. <laughs> It's like everywhere I go, it's like, ah, uh, like that always dictates like everything. It's like, how convenient is parking to this? Because it, it, it could be something I really want to see, and I'll be like, no, no, there, there's no parking. There's no, you know, anything without, you know, hopping a train and 17 buses and like, no, not worth my time and effort. Not, not going. <laughs> yeah. It's like going to the unicorn. You better get there early if you're going to find a parking space and not get booted at Murder Kroger. That happened to me once. Not because I went to the drunken unicorn, but like literally, like I parked behind this liquor store, went into the liquor store, made a purchase, and walked to the tattoo shop. But because I walked to the tattoo shop, the fuckers booted me. And it's like, <laughs> I made a purchase. Like, how, how the fuck do you explain this? Like, oh, yeah, booting in line is like the biggest racket. <laughs> Well, uh, that was one I didn't have to pay for, so I don't know. I, I, I do remember working in Atlanta and actually like paid to park, had the ticket stub in my window, came out to my car with two boots on it. It's like, and then they wanted me to wait forty eight hours while they investigated, and it's like, what the fuck is there to investigate? Like, I've got a receipt, I got the money debited from my bank account. Like, either come out here or I'm about to take my saws off to these bitches, and you can take it up with APD. Like. <laughs> No, oh, APD can't do anything. It's private property. Well, somebody's damn sure going to do something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> God, I, I don't understand. Um, all right, moving right along. So last week, we or a couple of weeks ago, we talked about BlizzCon and Diablo 4, and we actually got some gameplay footage and everything. Well, you know, uh, what Tacos. we talked about in the Blowing Smoke segment as much as I love Diablo and stuff like that, like there's there's just certain principles that's you know going to keep me away for a while. Um, 
but a, a game that I've really been enjoying and playing a lot of um, that's also in the action RPG series. Um, very much, you know, kind of seems like a predecessor of Diablo 2 or something. Um, but uh, Path of Exile. Um, it's free to play. If you want to purchase, you know, cosmetic stuff, you can. Nothing impacts, you know, your gameplay or anything of that nature. Um, you know, there are some quality, like, stash tabs and stuff just for added inventory space, which I personally don't really have a problem with because it's a free-to-play game. So, you know, if you like the game and want to support it, then you have that option. Otherwise, you just download and play and, you know, have the full gaming experience that anybody else would. Um, you know, but um, Exile Con is going on currently. And, um, you know, been some major announcements. Um, looks like they are actually going to try to go toe-to-toe with Exile 2. Um, and they also announced um, a new league. So they're, they're kind of neat in the aspect that every 90 days or so they release a new league. So new mechanics, new skills, new things that, you know, people can interact with. And, you know, depending on the feedback and, you know, things of that nature, they will put into the, you know, core standard game. So, you know, kind of interesting. Like, Sweet. Like it's, you know... Stuff that big developers used to do where you could opt in to beta programs and be like, hey, play this experimental thing. It might be buggy, it might be this, but, you know, you get to try something, you know, before the general public. Whereas now you pay $60 for that experience, you know, directly from your big box retailer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um... So something if you're a fan of action RPGs um, to check out, uh, Disney Plus. Let's talk about that. Woohoo! Um, the dark overlord of, Mi- like, of Mickey. Uh, yes, it has gone live. I have. You know, you've already purchased it. Uh, I have yet to. I can't purchase do anything it. with it, but I purchased it. Uh, yeah, there's some. Uh, I heard they got like 10 million subscribers day one, and it's like they're having some server issues where it's kind of some people are having trouble getting logged in but like the I, people who have made it logged in says the mandalorian is really badass so yeah i'm, I'm gonna have to, to watch that as soon as from, i can you know anybody telling me anything i want to go into it you know and and for my own opinion i know that's not cool these days but i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna take that approach to, to the best of my ability a meme today that was hilarious it was because uh can't remember his name but the guy who played uh um, he was uh, in Rocky, like you know, uh, Apollo Creed. Uh, he's one of the guys in the Mandalorian. I saw uh, a meme of him with the Mandalorian. He's like, "Do you have any more missions for you?" He's like, "Yes, I need these three guys dead." Uh, yeah, it's personal, and it's like the three pictures. It's uh, freaking uh, Drago, uh, the alligator that eats his hand, and Happy Gilmore. And then um, uh, the Predator, because like all three of those have either killed him or cut off his hand. <laughs> and I was like, awesome. that's funny as shit. <laughs> and apparently there's a baby Yoda that's going around the internet now, so that's that's all I've seen. I've seen no spoilers, but I'm going to try to get around to watching that in the next week or so. But yeah, like it's the other thing too is like all the Star Wars stuff is there. Most of the Marvel stuff is there. A lot of the original series Marvel stuff's not coming out until like next year, but... I've heard there's a 
National Geographic Jeff Goldblum show that everyone says is pretty good. And you're getting all the old Disney movies and also like the nineties era Disney cartoons that I grew up on, man. There's like freaking Chippendales, rescue Rangers, Saturday mornings will be worth waking up early to again. I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm going to have to introduce like the kids to all this stuff. Just so I have an excuse to watch it again myself. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is like all the classic shit. So yeah, it's definitely worth the six ninety nine or whatever they're, they're charging. Yeah. And I think, you know, for people that are into sports, I think, you know, at $12 you get Hulu and ESPN. So, I mean, that, you know, cuts out on a, you know, a couple of different, you know, potential cost for one. Because, I, I don't know, I just saw a thing where MGM is also working with Avod or something like that to create a streaming service. <laughs> um, but theirs is supposed to be free, so it'll be ad-supported and that type of thing. But it's like, eh, it might be good to be able to go back and revisit some of the MGM properties. Yep. Uh, any other tidbits, news, anything you want to share with the uh, listeners at home? With that, we're going to take a couple week hiatus because it's Thanksgiving holidays and then I'm going on vacation, so I will be out of the country for a week. Uh, you don't think I could do a show on my own? I mean, you can try. I'll show you how to upload it. <laughs> I mean, like, I did an episode. It's me ranting about something for an hour. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll we'll be back, uh, you know, mid-December uh, with something new. Hell, maybe we'll watch The Mandalorian and talk about that between now and then <laughs> or something. But with that, uh, check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at CigarNerdPod. We sell shirts, uh, Cigar Nerd shirts at RealMenSmokeCigars.com. And uh, if you want some energy drinks, which I f- think we forgot to talk about in the intro, StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use your promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. I'm going to grab a couple for my, my trip on the high seas. And uh, with that, we'll be back. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Smoking Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.